This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. The February WASDE report gave us another bearish report that will likely give bears further incentive to maintain their foot on the neck of any potential rally. We had not expected much by way of changes in the domestic stocks report. Most of the focus was on potential production changes in South America. CONAB gave us a glimpse of hope when their report was released earlier in the day. CONAB cut Brazil's production estimates on the low end of the range, giving us our first government report below 150 million metric tons this year at 149.4 million metric tons. This was a big cut from the previous report of nearly 5.9 million metric tons. I have always held a bias towards believing CONAB more when it came to Brazilian production simply because they have more of a presence. The same way I would not rely on CONAB to tell me what the U.S. crop size is, I don't rely much on the USDA to tell me what the South American crop size is. And yet the trade still listens more to the USDA related to South America. We did not expect the USDA to catch up to CONAB, but we did expect them to make more cuts than what they did. The USDA did not come on the Comstock crop tour to Brazil, and it showed. They trimmed only 1 million metric tons to Brazil's crop, taking it from 157 million metric tons to 156. The crop size is not fully known and likely won't be until May, but enough is known by now that a bigger cut was warranted. The USDA is a lagging indicator, much like a 100-day moving average signal. This is appropriate as they are about 100 days behind most private estimates. It was interesting that they also maintain Argentina's production despite calls for a bigger crop. My guess would be that they are setting up future reports to offset reductions in Brazil by offsets in Argentina. The overall U.S. corn market outlook was unchanged following this report, ending stocks increased slightly by 10 million to 2.172 billion bushels. As concerned as farmers should be about old crop, they should be equally concerned about new crop. This may be the year that aggressive forward sales should be made before the planter rolls. While we would still expect some sort of spring rally, there is still much to risk to the downside. We are getting better at increasing our yields, and we need to. We overexpanded our acres this season, and it is doubtful they will come down enough this year to offset any additional carryover. I believe it is well within our ability to hit 181 bushels per acre yield in a normal weather year. If that happens, the U.S. ending stocks will go up and commodity prices will go down even further. I was hoping for a bump in the corn following a lower estimate from CONAB. CONAB placed their Brazil corn production at 113.7 million metric tons, down from 117. With lower production comes lower exports. Brazil will likely lose the crown of top global corn exporter in 2024 as they are also expected to consume an additional 5 million metric tons domestically to feed their ethanol plants. Frankly, with such a negative report, I had expected the market fallout to be much worse. When the market closes up 4 cents in soybeans on a bearish report, something could be up. Of course, I wouldn't hold your breath. Soybeans are now within eyesight of their contract low of 1145. What we really need is some event to spook the managed money out of their shorts, and so far that has not happened. They have been rewarded by being stubbornly short, and nothing has warranted a change in their positions. In other news, Valentine's Day just got more expensive. While not many people follow the cocoa market, it has made history by setting a new all-time high this past week, previously set at 5104 in July of 1977. 
Cocoa prices have shot up due to a combination of drought and rot disease conditions in Western Africa. If the trend is your friend, then being long cocoa would be a very good one to have. Many have tried to step in front of it, trying to pick a top, only to learn this bull run is not yet over. But what goes up eventually must come down. This usually culminates with spiking activity and exhaustion gaps. The market is already beginning to show this as a possibility as its upward angle begins to move sharply higher. When the market is overheated like this, all technical indicators become useless. Buyers begin taking their profits until there is no one left to buy, and then the market collapses under its own weight. I've had many traders tell me they make more money selling a rally than buying into one. This may be true, but you can still get burnt either way. We don't know when or how this will end, be it a week or a month from now. We just know it will. It kind of reminds me of the wheat market, which just two years ago was making an all-time high. And now look at it. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, subscribe to our report at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.